Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hey there, how you doing? Coming up on the podcast, Miss Lonely Hearts, Maureen Skirfield, Terry Shaw from Manitoba Trucking, and CJOB online journalist Sam Thompson with Vanity Plates Rejected by MPI. Please rate the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast, and now, the podcast. Maureen Skirfield, you're Miss Lonely Hearts. Yeah. Love doesn't really stink, but boy, it can stink at times, huh? You know, when it stinks, I get the best letters. (laughs) (laughs) I need love to stink once in a while. It's good for your career. Yeah. Yeah. How's the column going in the Winnipeg Free Press? It's fantastic. Now, is that elsewhere in the country, too, or just in the free? You know what? It used to be other places in the country, but I got really sick of it because what would happen is somebody would come in and take over that arts and life section in the paper it was in, yeah. and they want to put their stamp on it, and then they, right. would, they would get rid of everybody. Then you'd have to, you were forever yeah, canvassing yeah. to get, yeah, yeah. you know, five, six, ten papers. Right. I used to have another column called At The X-Files in the Halifax, Halifax Chronicle Herald about people who were just broken up, right? Really, eh? <laughs> yeah, that well, was a real love stinks. When when I came back to CGOB, I was doing weekend mornings, and yeah. my producer was Savannah, and we used yes. to have a segment called Savannah Says, yes. where people would send in emails with problems or issues, yeah. and then Savannah would answer. Well, yeah. Savannah's gone. I'm no longer doing weekend mornings, yeah. but I have some... Uh, letters, little notes yes. uh, from listeners. Can I hit you with a few later? Absolutely. Okay, good. I got to say, Maureen's, I've known Maureen for years and years. Uh, you look fantastic today. You've got a bright pink boa on. Yeah. And as you came in, I said, man, you look great. She says, I always dress for radio. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Why? You know, because I think people should have, uh, in radio, because I did radio for a long time. Yes, you they, did. They should have the same respect mm. as any other interview. Yeah. And even though you can't see me. Yeah. You gotta know I'm wearing a pink bow and I'm feeling great. Well, you got sequins going on today. <laughs> yeah. You look fantastic. Yeah, yes. I got a necklace from my boyfriend. Oh, now you have a boyfriend. I do. Yeah. How long's he been around? A year and a half. And were you looking, or did it just happen, or? This is a guy. Now this is really cool. I wrote down a little paragraph saying I'm ready to be in love again, just to me. Just and, to you. Yeah, I wrote it like into, an affirmation. Yeah, kind I wrote of. it into my computer and I said, and this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a retired maniac with great stories to tell. <laughs> and? And so I told this to a friend, and he said, don't look forward, look backward, which is the one that got away. Can you find him again? And I knew immediately who it was. So I got online. I found him. I wrote him. I said, do you remember me from 1984 in Key West? He said, of course, Miss Lonely Hearts. How are you? And we've been back and forth and, you know. Isn't that a great story? Yeah. Look backwards. Don't look forwards. Don't look forward. Is there one that got away? And maybe they're free now, you know? You know what's funny about that? In the early 90s, mm-hmm. um, there was somebody in my life uh, in high school and just out of high school yeah. that I felt was kind of one that got away. Yeah. And I tracked her down in the early 90s. <laughs> she was single. I was single. Perfect. We went on a trip. Yeah. It was horrible. Oh, no. It was terrible. (laughs) It was horrible. So I'm glad it's worked for you. (laughs) It doesn't always work. 
But now I'm in love, and I've been, you know, Jackie. Know, I've been yes. with Jackie for, you know, yes. over a decade, married for six and a half years. I and call her Tinkerbell. Yes. Yeah. yeah she's fantastic, man. Yeah. But, hey, it doesn't matter where you find that person. Just find them. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're also doing these daring goddess adventures. I love this. Yeah. So explain uh, what you do with these. You've got one coming up uh, in early March, right? March 5th. So it goes six Tuesday nights starting March 5th. Mm-hmm. And I take women who are over 30. So I'm looking for people that are don't have the teen, teeny tiny kids that they, they have to stay healthy for. Yeah. And they're willing to take some risks. <laughs> and let me guess, wine is involved. <laughs> well, sometimes, <laughs> yes, I must say. So we, they sign up. Yeah. They commit for six, uh, six weeks. Six Tuesdays. Six Tuesdays. From seven to nine. And you take them literally on crazy adventures. On crazy adventures. And I have teachers and guides and all kinds of stuff. I do it really professionally. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And so then, but before, this is where the wine might be involved. <laughs> if people want to, it's optional. If they can get there from work, we meet at a little ethnic restaurant close to the venue where we're doing the adventure. Uh-huh. And we get to know each other and we sit and talk and everybody gets all that kind of good feeling going. And then we go off as a group of 20 or less, usually yeah. 20, yeah. Uh, and do the adventure. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Can you tell us about one or two of the adventures you've got planned for, for next will. month? I will. You know the Shall We Dance studio, Ted Motico studio, Motica yeah. studio on Main Street, right? Uh, where um, uh, Richard Gere and Jennifer Lopez dance. Yes. We're having a dance lesson there with the head of the whole studio, Margaret, who's just a wild thing, and it, it's on the samba and the mamba, and we're going to move those hips. And then before that, there's a little place nearby, a Mexican restaurant called Cabarita, and we're going to be in there having, we're going to be just enjoying ourselves, you know? Isn't that fun? And yeah. what's the saw one you were telling me about? You're going to oh, learn yeah. to play a saw? That's right, a musical saw. So Grant uh, Simpson, who used to have Yukon Follies up in uh, Whitehorse, he is now living in Winnipeg, and he's teaching the musical saw, which Marlena Dietrich used to play. That's a bow on a carpenter's saw. I remember seeing that, yes. Yes, and it, it sounds like a, a woman who's feeling very enthusiastic <laughs> about love. You can say that. I can't. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. So what's the best way? Look for you on Facebook? Yes, look for me on Facebook, and we have a private goddess website, and I just boost. If somebody friends me on Facebook, I boost them onto the site, and they can see all the adventures okay. that we've done and that are coming up, and they're not all musical. Yeah, private goddess. Private, yeah, it's or called... Or Maureen Scurfield, Miss Lonely Hearts, what, what is it under? Maureen Scurfield. Yeah, okay. Maureen Scurfield on uh, Facebook, if you want to get in on these uh, daring goddess adventures. Yes. That sounds fun. I'm kind of sad I'm a guy. I'd like to come on one There's of those. a lot of guys would love to come to this class, and the only ones that get to come are teachers. So if you got something you can teach, you can maybe wiggle in. Oh, boy, let me think about that. I'll have okay. to think about that. So I have an open letter coming up to Valentine's Day. I've got a few things I want to get off my chest later on on the show here, here okay. Maureen. Sure. Why do you feel about Valentine's Day? Courier and I, Jeff Courier and I were talking at the tail end of his show, and, uh, you know, we were saying... Uh, or I was saying, maybe it's not about one day. It's about every day. Oh, that's the crap that guys always say when they don't want to go out. Okay, so I'm wrong? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yes. So tell me then, why okay. does Valentine's Day, why should I care about Valentine's Day? You should care about Valentine's for the same reason you care about Christmas or you care about Easter or any time where there is an exchange of formalized de- declaration of love or of caring yeah. or whatever. Right. And if you're the guy who can't be bothered to go out and do it, it shows up and it feels bad to the woman. And I think women should also give to the guy. Um, but at any rate, I think it's 
a poor idea to start whining that it's a Hallmark uh, thing and blah, blah, blah. Just get out, spend the dollar at the dollar store if you have to for a card. So it is about the thought. It, it's about caring to mark the formal love between you. you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're not going to like my open letter to Valentine's Day then. Well, that's fine then. Well, that? <laughs> I think it's about Valentine's Day, but it's about every other day too. I think you well, have to show that love in some way or another to your significant other every day. Nobody's arguing that. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. all. That was my point. That's all I was getting no, at when no, I... No, I, no. I'm with you on that. Yeah. There's so many ways you can show love to people. You know, just the littlest things, you know, even if somebody wakes up and they have a fuzzy head and you know that they always wake up like that, just to bring them a coffee in bed. You know, like there's things that you can do that show that I know you, I know when you're a little down or I know when you need a little extra or I just want to show you that I think you're hot. Right. Yeah. So it is important not just to say I love you, but to show that person that you love them. Yeah. It is. And sometimes to say it, there are some people, believe it or not, who have been married and the last time they said, I love you was at the altar. Yeah. That's, I don't understand that. I don't, I, get, I don't get that. I probably say, I'm, I'm one of those guys yeah. who probably says it too much yeah. and then maybe it diminishes. Nah, it's fine. It's you like it's a, okay? it's a caress. And can you give too many caresses? No. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you said that because I, I worry about that sometimes. No, I tell just... Jackie all the time how much I love her. And I think sometimes she kind of goes, yeah, yeah, I know. And if you stop. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. Maybe then I'd hear, eh? You better not stop. You better just stay mushy. <laughs> how did you become Miss Lonely Hearts? I was working at the first year of the Winnipeg Sun. And I was a general reporter chasing, you know, fire engines and going to murder sites and stuff like that. And I had just been working for a very sleazy paper in Montreal called the National Examiner, (laughs) which still exists, (laughs) on your newsstands. And I had gotten in trouble there for wanting to unionize because they treated us so badly. Uh And I came home to Winnipeg and I got a job at the Winnipeg Sun with Paul Sullivan and the gang. Right. And I said, because of the National Examiner, I said, you know what? This is a new tabloid in town. A tabloid has to have an agony ant. I'll be the agony ant. And Morley Walker said, Winnipeg isn't ready for this. <laughs> and three weeks later, I heard him talking to Paul Sullivan. He said, uh, I have an idea for a call. And oh, I went, I've had bosses like oh, that, too. Went, Makes me crazy. I hope you're listening, Morley. And I went running in there, <laughs> and I said... I want to be Miss Lonely Hearts. Yeah. I am su- eminently suited. I've had a wonderful social life. I'm 30 years old. I'm full of it, you know? Like, yeah. I've got lots of advice. I used to be a teacher. Come on. Yeah. And so they let me write Miss Lonely Hearts as a secret because they said, if people know, it will diminish your believability out doing stories, you know, mm. serious stories. Yeah. So we tried to keep it a secret, but Gord Sinclair, he dug it up. Really? It didn't take too long because there was a few people sleeping with each other between the two places, you know? <laughs> oh, you're funny. Yeah. So yeah. he announced it, and uh, and my he announced my awful salary at the time. <laughs> and so, so we, not only did I get to be able to go out and be Miss Lonely Hearts because of Gord, yeah. I got a 20% raise. Look at you. 
Yeah. 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 And here you are all these years later, and you are still Miss Lonely Hearts. I'm going to get you to answer some of my listeners' emails in a bit, okay? So we're going to put you to the test. Okay. But I enjoy the column and some of the stuff you get asked about. Yeah. Those are all real letters? Yes, they are. And then there's some that you never see. I mean, there's some that I get that are so— That you can't print. I could not print anywhere. Wow. And some that are scary. Hmm. Yeah, Have you ever had to call the police on a letter? Twice. Really? Yeah. Tell me about that. Well, once was because a guy uh, was writing me about how he hated women. He hated them so much. He wrote me for six months, told me he was tall and handsome and uh, yeah, yeah. no, why didn't women yeah. love him and blah, 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 blah. Right. Then he wrote and said, some some women in the city deserve to be killed. Yikes. So I called the police on that one and they came and looked through my computer and uh, found out where he was writing from. Wow. And went and paid him a visit. Yeah. yeah. You know, even in, in this business, you know, radio, we deal with uh, some emails and, and stuff that we, stuff that's sent right to the station. And boy, you just, you you wonder, I've never had to do that. Yeah. Uh, call police about something. But yeah, I would imagine over the years, uh, you probably had some pretty sketchy people yeah. contact you. And I get confessionals. So I got a confessional from somebody who was abusing people in an old folks home. Oh, you're kidding. I was just sick. So wow. I called the cops. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So you're good at answering uh, people's uh, letters, and, yeah. and and we'll see how you do with my emails here in, in a bit. Uh-huh. Um, are you also good at matchmaking? Do people come to you and go, Maureen, Miss Lonely Hearts, I need a guy or I need a gal? Like, are you any good at that? I won't do it. I mean, I, I've had, I tried it once. The newspaper said, never do this again. Really? Right? Because the guy was bothering the woman after that, and she didn't like him. Oh. Coming to her so place So now you're the work. bad guy because you hooked him up. Yeah. Coming, yeah. coming to her place of work, you know, Gee. hassling yeah. her. So I, and now I'll say I'm not allowed to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maureen Skirfield is dancing. <laughs> I'll, you're, I'll bet you're a good dancer, right? I am a good dancer. I can tell. I can t- Is there any truth, maybe you don't know, but is there any truth that good dancers are often good between the sheets? The reverse is true. The reverse is true. Bad dancers can be very bad between the sheets if they have no rhythm. Bad dancers are bad. That's what I mean. Yeah. If you're a good but dancer, you're good, does it mean you're good between the sheets? Not necessarily. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All Maybe. Right. Yeah. Got a chance. <laughs> you got you to gotta see. Yeah. <laughs> you have to yeah. wait and find out. That's right. Okay. So. Uh, uh, Maybe don't sing if you can't sing very well. Yeah. yeah, Is, yeah. Are you looking at me when you said no, that? No, yeah, no, honey, I can I'm tell. Not. I was singing and I probably shouldn't have <laughs> sang. I, I apologize. Uh, so anyhow, again. Um, we started this when I did weekends here, when I came back and I was doing weekend mornings, people would send in their little notes and we would give advice. Yes. So I've saved a couple. I still get them, even though we don't do the bit anymore. And I'm glad you're here because okay. I've got a few. Uh, this one's from, uh, Emma. Uh, Hal, my husband is always complaining that I'm never in the mood for sex or don't want to sleep with him. And that's only partly true. I am occasionally in the mood. But I'm not totally turned off by the fact that he hasn't shaved, is wearing the same shirt three days in a row, and mismatched socks. Can we put a little effort into looking presentable? Who wants to go to bed with somebody who looks like they've been living on a park bench? You know what that's about? That's about respect. That's a good point. You yeah. know, when I read the Sanger song, it wasn't about this type of respect. It was about sex, right? Yeah. Or, you know, right. give me some respect. Yeah. But this woman wants some respect, mm-hmm. and then he can give her some respect. Yeah. You know, like she wants, 
I don't think she wants too much. She wants him to be clean and to smell nice yep. and to wear some clothes that match. And that's not too much it's to not, ask. That's not much. It, so why is he showing her as little respect as a 13-year-old shows his mom? That's a good boy. I'll tell you, you are good at this after all these years of doing <laughs> this. Let's see if we have time for one or two more. Okay. Uh, some close friends. Uh, this is Pam. Some close friends have invited my husband and me to a barbecue. Um, but we're hesitating to accept the invite because the last time we all got together, they uh, they fought in front of us about their sex life, no less. My wife and I were so embarrassed, we made an excuse and left early. Do we dare subject ourselves to the same thing again, or can we assume we're safe with other people around? Pam, help. Boy, you got to really like this couple for other reasons to go back there. Yeah. I mean, they that looks like... You know, a bad invitation, and a bad mm-hmm. invitation re- deserves a, yeah. oh, sorry, I've got a terrible cold, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you don't, why would you take a chance of having that kind of evening again? Mm-hmm. There's lots of other people out there. Yeah, I've been to dinner a couple times with some people, and every time I'm going home after, and I feel like I just sat through a therapy session, Yes. right? Like, it's like, yes. I'm not here to hear your problems, oh, how we're here to I enjoy know. company, and... Yeah. People use me or try to use me for advice in the most, I mean, in a doctor's office one time, I've been downtown in a store, and yeah. the, you know, yeah. and it's not appropriate. Mm. Here's one more. Good one. Okay. This, is a, this is a really good one for you. Okay. I saw this and I thought this is for Miss Lonely Hearts. Call me, uh, Erica, call me old school or conventional or whatever you want, but whenever I had sex with my exes, we actually took our clothes off. The new guy I'm seeing leaves his shirt on or undershirt on or socks on or some part of his clothing is left on. I feel like he's doing it so he can make a run for it in the middle of the night. I laughed at first, but now it's weird. Last time we fooled around, he didn't even take his pants off. It's a little strange, brackets, more than strange, not to mention unforgettable thoughts. It makes him feel naughty. Really? Yeah, leaving his pants on and just, you know, liberating whatever needs to be liberated. (laughs) Makes him feel naughty. That's why it's it's a thing. He, he's, yeah. That's his thing. Yeah, yeah. He feels like it, he's it, doing... It excites him. Yes. And if it doesn't excite her, I think uh, if I were her, I'd back out of this relationship. That's yeah. weird. I mean, that's why you date, right? Yes. To go, no, I'm not into that. That's yeah, why you yeah. date. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But leaving his socks on, I mean, yeah. really, that's... That is what, How could you find anything exciting about that? Yeah. Maureen Skirfield, you are fantastic. It's so great to see you again. We've known Thank each other you. for so many years. It's been a while, and I really appreciate you coming in on a, on a big day for Miss Lonely Hearts. It is, and I, but I, it's a day I love. Yeah. yeah. Great to see you. Great to see and, you, And too. again, if uh, people want Maureen Skirfield's uh, Facebook page, if you want to get in on yeah, these just, uh, goddess adventures. Just friend me and say that you're interested in goddess adventures, and, and yeah. I'll put any woman on the site. I won't put guys on the site. Okay. Yeah. And you got another one starting early next month. Uh, March the 5th, and it's... Yeah. Going on sale today, so it'll be great. There you go. And Miss Lonely Hearts in the pages of the Winnipeg Free Press. Yes, and uh, an events column on Mondays and Miss Lonely Hearts seven days a week. Excellent. Maureen, great to see you. Great to see you, Hal. I was sitting here in studio chatting with my first guest off air about Valentine's Day. He was on a plane 
at 4 o'clock this morning so he could be back in Winnipeg for Valentine's Day with his wife, Terry Shaw, General Manager, Manitoba Trucking Association. Good for you, Terry. Wow, that's great. Doing what we can, Hal. Yep. Any big plans? or? Uh, again, as we had mentioned, just being home uh, mm-hmm. is a, a change for, for yeah. Valentine's Day with our schedule over the last couple of years. So, yeah, no, just good. looking forward to seeing her tonight. Good. Excellent. Well, we've been talking about the delays at uh, Manitoba Public Insurance and uh, Brian Smiley is going to come on the show later on and talk a bit more about this, but I got a list of some of the things that are causing this delay at MPI. And one of them is many calls, according to Brian, many calls related to people trying to book a class one road test. And when I contacted Terry, Terry went, yep, I know what this is all about. So explain, why is one of the problems backing things up at MPI, people trying to book their class one road test, Terry? Yeah, and so we don't have any specific uh, information. Right. Um, that, you know, that kind of detail would have to come from MPI. But this is something that's been going on for months now. And it's a recognized concern. MPI is working on it. We've been assisting them and providing feedback, et cetera. And what's going on is that uh, Ontario went with something called MELT, mandatory entry-level training, uh, last summer, uh, the summer of 2017, actually, pardon me. Manitoba is working towards pre-licensing training here, Saskatchewan, Alberta, et cetera. Um, And so we believe that a lot of people are trying to get their license in advance of a requirement to try and train uh, or having to train for that license. So it's causing congestion because more people are trying to get their license today as opposed to taking some time. Uh, the flip side of that coin, though, is, is people are coming untrained, and as such, um, we understand that the pass-fail rates are, are down, and so instead of taking one or two tests to get your license, some people are taking four, five, six, et cetera, right? which is, um, you know, causing congestion issues. So, um, you know, those are the the biggest items we believe that are kind of uh, creating those bottlenecks in the system right now. And so when w- would we see this extra level of uh, uh, training before the test then in the province of Manitoba? Well, so it's available today uh, and we encourage everybody to take it, right? So the province of Manitoba actually has funding available for a pre-employment training program. It's six weeks of training fully funded by the province. Um, It comes with a connection to industry before you can go for the training. You have to have met with an employer. Um, And so that is, if you're looking for a class one license as a path to a job as a truck driver, that's the way to do it. Having a class one license is a license to drive. It's not a license to work as a truck driver. You need to be trained for that. And that's a very common misconception and something that we're trying to address. I'm Uh, glad you clarified that because when I first heard this story this morning, I thought, well, this is interesting in light of what happened in Saskatchewan with the Humboldt situation, right? So so you're saying that you might be able to get that license, but you're not going to be a professional truck driver until the proper training is in place. No, and again, there's no requirement around that, but this, the simple fact is our industry is doing a good job of self-policing, yeah. as, as any other industry or responsible um, you know, company would do. We're not going to put people in the truck that aren't ready to work successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that company's name on the side of the truck. They want their employees to be safe and successful, and right. so that involves training, pre-licensing, post-licensing, on the job, as with any other industry. 
Does everybody work to that standard? Not necessarily. Unfortunately, there's no legal requirement for that right now. And so those are some of the elements we are trying to change. And that's not a Humboldt issue. It's gotten a lot of attention post-Humboldt. But these are items that we've recognized and been speaking out against um, for many years, quite frankly. But we are seeing good progress in terms of coming to your Class 1 licensing test with some minimum amount of training um, that will be a reality in Manitoba when, not too sure, but that, you know, the folks at MPI and Manitoba Infrastructure are hard at work on that. Terry, you know, you're always uh, making yourself available, and I really appreciate that. Never have you said to me, can't come on, can't yeah. talk today, can't do this. But it seems like when we do talk, the province of Manitoba in the trucking industry seems to kind of be behind the rest of the country in a lot of ways. Is, is that true, or am I, I imagining that? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, uh, we I thought we were out ahead on um, the pre-licensing training issue here in Manitoba. We had a system in place uh, that's been around for decades. It's, you know, it, there's uptake. It's connected to education, infrastructure, MPI. Um, there's no reason we shouldn't have been leaders in Western Canada on this. Again, Ontario went in 2017. Um, Saskatchewan is going live in, I think, March, like next month. Um, and so we are, again, pulling up the rear on that. Uh, there's some other uh, items such as an e-screening program um, that we started ahead of Ontario on. Ontario is now launching their program. It allows for targeted electronic enforcement roadside, something we've been promoting here in Manitoba for years. So um, unfortunately, you know, there as of late, it seems as though we are maybe kind of pulling up the rear a bit. I don't know that that's long term and across all fronts, but certainly on, on the melt and some other issues that we, you know, we have been um, not necessarily out ahead of the rest. And, and I don't get the sense that it's the Trucking Association. I get the because when I, I talk to you about certain issues, you'll, you will you right away know what's going on, You it, but it seems to me like we just, whether it's government, I don't know what it is, it seems like we're behind on some of these yeah. trucking issues. I think over the last, and again, I don't want to speak for the government, our experience in dealing with the new, uh, the new government, you know, at the time, the yeah. new provincial government, right. you know, they've, they've had mandates and they have a lot of challenges. And, and so there's, there's been some turnover and new staff and new mm-hmm. positions. And so just gaining some traction on some of these items that we thought we had, or we thought we should have yeah. has been a bit of a struggle. Um, that said, they've always been open. Um, I'm on my way after this to the ledge to meet with the new deputy minister of infrastructure. Um, let him know who we are, um, what we're looking for, and and why we're looking for it. You know, um, and just see what see what we can't get done. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the class one uh, issue, just for a second. Mm-hmm. We're again, you don't have numbers. Uh, I I don't. Brian Smiley would have numbers on this, but anecdotally, we're hearing from some people that people in other provinces are trying to do the class one test here in Manitoba because of that. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's easier to get the license, right? Are yeah. you hearing that too? Yeah, um, yeah, we're hearing that again. How much? You know, it's it's that's tough to to nail down, and that's part of the congestion issues. Is MPI, as I understand, has been making some adjustments to um, how you book your test and and other elements in an effort to keep these people out of the system, right? Unless mm. you are a Manitoba resident, you can't get a Manitoba driver's license. So pretending to be a Manitoba resident to get a driver's license is ultimately not going to work because you will get found out and. If you go to your employer in Saskatchewan with a Manitoba driver's license and a Saskatchewan address, they're not going to be able to legally employ you, right? Like that's an invalid license. 
um, and, and or it will very quickly become one once that gets discovered, right? Yeah. So, so these people um, that are attempting to do this, uh, again, it's it's very wrongheaded. It's it's not a long term solution. And if they think they're going to get the Manitoba license and transfer it to Saskatchewan, Alberta, et cetera. That's not happening either because safeguards are being put up to what we want is to ensure people take that pre-licensing training. And so you won't be able to jurisdiction jump and go to a jurisdiction that doesn't have it in place, such as Manitoba right now, and then go back to your home jurisdiction and transfer a license there. You're going to have to take that pre-licensing training mm-hmm. regardless of where you live. So just stay where you are, get your license there. But before you do so, get trained. Yeah. Well, one more quick question back to the humble, which was, of course, Horrible, you know, it was a tragedy. Obviously, all around, it was it was horrible. Uh, what's the fallout been here in Manitoba with trucking companies and truckers after that? What's the what What's the sense that there are uh, some things that need to be addressed here and right across the country? Oh, absolutely. And again, so respectfully to you know our government partners, like Humboldt didn't change anything for us at the MTA. You know, the work we're doing in terms of road safety and road safety policy and road safety advocacy, um, you know, seeking training support, seeking greater on-road enforcement, seeking, um, you know, uh, application criteria for trucking companies in Manitoba. Like in in order to set up a trucking company in Manitoba, it's a one-page application form. Like it's harder to start a coffee shop in Manitoba than it is a trucking company. And Mm. that needs to change. And these are not elements that... Um, kind of hit our radar post humble. These no, are items that yeah. we've been. You've been on this for years, decades. Yeah. Some of these things, right? So, um, you know, humble was tragic, and you know, if there is some positive that's going to come out of this, it's getting some of these issues on the public radar, the political radar, and and seeing some change. Which in Manitoba, one step, and it can't be the only one, but one step right now is that pre licensing training requirement. So, yeah. yeah. Terry, nice to see you. Yeah, you too. Enjoy Valentine's Day at home. I will. With your wife and kids. I'm sure you're going to involve the kids as well. Absolutely. Really appreciate your time again, uh, as always. Thanks, Hal. Terry Shaw, Manitoba Trucking Association. (music) Sam Thompson is here, one of our online journalists at CJOB. And uh, Sam, we were just talking off air, is going to do the same thing for Valentine's Day that I'm doing. We're going to a movie. Same with you, eh? Yeah, yeah. A a different movie, I think. Yes, a different movie. (laughs) Yes. I made the mistake of saying to my wife, whatever you want to see, babe. And now we're going to see something tonight. You are going to see... The Prodigy. Yeah, I'm going to see a horror movie. I think that's very, a, very Valentine's Day appropriate. Is your wife into horror movies and stuff? Yeah, she is. Our, our Netflix uh, recently watched is all yeah. of the, the B-movies and everything that's on there. So, Have you seen, i got to think of a couple now that I've seen on Netflix that are pretty good. Have you watched, uh, is it The Lodge? I haven't seen that. Is that Okay, I, I think that's the one I've got to watch yet. Uh, I can't think of any names. Anyhow, we'll have a horror movie uh, conversation another time. It sounds good, yeah. Sam's story, or one of his stories today at cjob.com is, here's the headline, love the headline, bad news for Dr. Poop, MPI's guidelines on offensive license plates. Uh, it's uh, Well, it's the number one story right now at, at cjob.com. And um, you got some examples from MPI today, uh, Sam of uh, some names they would not allow on a license plate. And this relates to the Saskatchewan story where the guy wants to put ass man. Right, exactly. Yeah. His name on the plate, and they've said no. So we checked with MPI to see if there were, uh, first of all, rules uh, in Manitoba for what you can and can't have on a license plate. Yeah. And we got a list here of um, some rejected vanity plates. Okay, so, I want to hear this. I, I haven't looked at the story okay. on purpose because I want you to go through the list. These are... 
people requested these for their vanity plates, right. and, and MPI said no. For various reasons, whether it's because it's uh, drug-related or yeah. sexual or right. violent. So, uh, as the headline suggests, Dr. Poop is, is one of the ones that was <laughs> yet, rejected. Yet we can have a poop emoji, Yes, yeah. but we can't have Dr. Can't poop. Have Dr. poop. It's so, probably a, a, a poop doctor. It, it might be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would think, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I don't personally think that one's so offensive. I think yeah. I'd probably laugh if I saw it funny. in traffic. But, yeah. uh, so, that one's, that one's a no-go. Yeah. Uh, not a cop, which is my favorite one there. Not a cop. <laughs> not a cop. So in, in case <laughs> yeah. you are confused, it's right. not a cop. Not a cop. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, mm, beer. So three M's and then beer. That was uh, vetoed <laughs> because of the alcohol connection. Rejected. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a few that were a little confusing. Um, apparently, holy cow is offensive because it has a religious connotation. Ah, yes. So anything with any religious anything is yeah. banned. So you can't, you can't do that. And I get this, you know, like it might not offend you, might not offend me, but it might offend some people. Sure. And so I understand that the rules maybe need to be a little more strict, but I mean, a lot of these, uh, I would say, sure, no problem. Yeah. There know? are some that obviously would be yeah. definite no's, but mm. these seem all right so yeah. far. What else? Um, beaver is not allowed. Yes. That one's banned. Right. Uh, overtaxed. Overtaxed, because yes. anything political is also uh, verboten. When oh, it comes you're kidding! To, yeah, eh? You can't reference a, a, anything, political. anything political. Yeah. Wow. I guess that's what bumper stickers are for. I suppose. And the license plate uh, can't have yeah. that. So, uh, overtaxed is no. Um, Heisenberg, H Y Z N B R G, which is deemed drug related because of the character on Breaking Bad. So you're it's, kidding. It's like multiple levers of stretching there. But wow. Yeah, so that's crazy. And similarly, P. Walker was banned because it's believed to promote speeding because of uh, the actor Paul Walker from The Fast and the Furious. Who died in a car crash car because accident. he was speeding. Right. So P. Walker, which is probably someone's name. That is a stretch. That's banned. Um, Fifty Shades, S-H-A-D-Z. Yeah. Because of the book movie. and movie series. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, And there's a few that I didn't get. Uh, one of them, it says, it's I-B-E-E-B-A-C, I be back. And it said it has a criminal connotation. Hmm. I would think it has like a Terminator connotation, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know what the uh, yeah. what the criminal thing is there. But that was a no. A good kid was considered offensive and profanity. Why? And again, I'm not sure what the the reasoning behind that was. But wow. uh, um, and sober one, which because of the alcohol connection, even though it's sure. sober, it yeah. still is talking about booze. So right. there's some weird ones. There's also uh, M naps, which is E M K N A P S, which was rejected because if you see it in your rearview mirror, it says spank me. Oh, come on. <laughs> that, that's funny. Yeah. That is funny. So there's a whole pile of them, and uh, they're, in, they're in the story. We listed yeah. uh, some of the yeah, funny yeah. ones. Yeah. And I was looking online, and every state and province kind of has their own list. And some of them, uh, people are taking advantage of letters that appear on the license plate. Yeah. And using those to kind of add to words to spell things. So there's some yeah. very offensive ones. If you my favorite now, after you reading that list, yeah. that, that, and there are more at the story at cgob.com. Yeah. Yeah. The one that spanked me in, in the rearview mirror. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. It's <laughs> pretty good. That is really, really good. Uh, All right, Sam, yeah. thanks a lot. Appreciate it. No Sam problem. Thompson, you can read his story right now at cjob.com. Again, the headline, bad news for Dr. Poop MPI's guidelines on offensive license plates. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.